Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Station, it's Wednesday. It's time for some matchups pod action. A little bit earlier this week, what with Christmas and everything. However, with the schedules and everything, thought it was important to get this out sooner rather than later. So you've got some time to digest the information. Obviously, there's still going to be some things you will need to check, injuries and process, etc. But let's um, let's drill into some numbers and let's have a look uh, and, and see where we are. Um, first game's on Christmas Day. So actually, no Thursday night football. The game is on Christmas Day. It's at 9.30 p.m. UK time. It's 4.30 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. So it's Minnesota versus the New Orleans Saints. For this one, it's a bit tricky given the fact that New Orleans have this pretty good defense that are very, very difficult to score on. So really, there's only three players to consider this week. First is Dalvin Cook. He's still going to be a very strong RB1, but he is going to find it a little bit more difficult this week, similar to how he found it against the the, pay, uh, the Buccaneers a couple of weeks ago. He can still get 100 yards. He can still get a path to a good score, but temper the expectations that he's not going to put up that 30, 40-point week uh, that he has that capability of doing. It's probably going to be more like 20, 25 is, is probably about his ceiling this week. So he's still going to be very strong in the RB1 conversation. He's still going to put up a score for you. As for the wide receivers here, Adam Phelan, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson's been great as of late. Adam Phelan getting in the end zone. I think for me, there really is only a path for one of these guys to be relevant. I don't know which one it's going to be. It's going to be on the day. So I think you're in a position to start both. But I think, you know, 
be prepared for one of these guys to potentially let you down. It looks like Thielen could get the early work. It looks like Justin Jefferson will stretch the outside. It could be a really interesting one. Both players have been really, really good this season. So they're both starts. Uh, I put them both in the uh, wide receiver two range this week. Um, but I do feel only one of them will remain there as the week continues. And I'm not worried about starting Irv Smith this week. Then we get to the Titans. Uh, well, sorry, we get to the Saints. Drew Brees this week is an interesting play, especially against this this uh, Vikings defense. And it looks like he's still not quite 100%. He's a risky start. He could put up QB1 numbers this week, but he is a bit of a risk to do that. Alvin Kamara should start to see an arrow up now with the fact that Breeze is back. Uh, it didn't have the best of weeks this week, uh, but Latavius Murray got more involved. He's going to be a low-end flex play at best. And with no Michael Thomas, I do think more will go through Kamara this week in a probably slightly more high-scoring game. Uh, and the Saints will have more of the ball than they did against the Chiefs. So I put Emmanuel Sanders in play here. I think he's a wide receiver three. Traycon Smith is going to be one of those dart throw uh, guys. I put him more in the wide receiver four range right now, but he could eventually go off. Jared Cook will be in the tight end one conversation. Moving on to Saturday, 6 p.m., 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look at the clinch playoff spot against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Uh, Tom Brady is a start easily this week, QB1. Looks like Leonard Fournette is going to get the nod this week again. He's going to sit in the RB2 category this week. Uh, and then you've got the three wide receivers, and I think they're all in play. The way I've got them is Godwin, wide receiver two, Evans, wide receiver two, Antonio Brown, wide receiver three, could elevate to a wide receiver two in PPR. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is a tight end one option this week as well. Uh, moving on to... The Lions, this is a very difficult one for Matt Stafford. I'm personally not playing him in this game, but he is somewhat startable. I've got him around QB 16. I think there's better options this week. Same goes for DeAndre Swift. I've got him in the RB2 category this week, and I think this is a difficult, difficult spot for him against this run defense who have given up the least amount of yards in the NFL this season on the on the ground. And I think because he splits the, the goal lines with, with Peterson, this is a tough spot. I've got him in the RB2 conversation. It's going to be difficult to sit him, but the expectation is he's not going to be as good as he was. Kenny Golladay, I keep saying this every week. I'm not playing him. I'm not playing him even if he comes back this week. You don't know how fit he is. He's been out for so long now. It's quite a long time. I don't really like that as an option. So Marvin Jones, he has got that uh, sort of fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three kind of feel and play for there for this week. And in terms of Danny Amendola, he's a low-end flex play this week. But you can fire up TJ Hawkinson. He is going to be a great option this week. San Francisco at the Arizona Cardinals. Not many in play here this week with some injuries that we've got. You know, we've got Jeff Wilson has got a bit of an injury and he's a bit banged up. And we've got Raheem Mostert is a bit banged up as well. Both of those currently listed as questionable. So you've got Tevin Coleman and you've got Jarrett McKinnon. It's kind of a mess. This running back uh, by committee has become really, really, really messy. We don't know at this stage who's going to be fit and who's not. These are going to be game time kind of decisions. Unless anybody's really clear and practicing beforehand, it looks like Coleman's the guy, but he'll probably be at best a, a low end. RB2 this week but really you're going to have to watch that situation close at this stage there isn't a lot I could give you based on we'll wait and still wait to hear if they're going to practice we can have a nature of the of the injuries the one player for the 49ers who I feel confident you can line up this week is Brandon Ayuk he will be a wide receiver two this week and we'll get another 
good around volume. You don't need to start Nick Mullins this week. Kendrick Bourne is a flex play this week. And we're still waiting to hear if George Kittle will come back. I personally don't see it, but he could come back. And even so, I think uh, with the position, it could be worth a desperation play. But uh, we'll see what happens. As for Arizona, this is a pretty straightforward kind of line. You're starting Kyler Murray. He's producing elite numbers. He's the QB1 in fantasy football. Kenyon Drake is startable. I've got him in the low end, wide, uh, running back one. This is a tough spot given that defense, but Tony Pollard ran on it last week. You should get a bit more confidence out of that. Chase Edmonds could also be relevant in this as well, but not as relevant for me, even though he is leading the team in rushing this year. DeAndre Hopkins all day long, wide receiver one, you're easily starting him. And I think even Christian Kirk potentially is in play as a flex play this week. Moving on to the final Saturday game. And this is Miami at Las Vegas. This for me is a massive mess. Um, I'm not quite sure really what to do with this in terms of where we're at and what we're doing. Tua is a low-end starter purely just down to the players he's going to have to throw the ball. But with what he does with his legs, I think he's a low-end QB1 potential. Safe floor, not sure about how high the ceiling is. He's definitely someone who could be in play this week and is a stream option as a result of that. The guy I want to own this week is uh, Salvan Ahmed. Uh, I've got him sort of on the bringe of that wide receiver, uh, running back one, running back two kind of conversation, purely depending on waiting to see what happens with the likes of Devontae Parker and Mike Gazicki. But he's going to have uh, a lot of the ball, I think. And I don't think Miles Gaskin is going to return uh, this week, but we're still waiting to hear from that. And if that happens, that obviously changes that whole complex uh, as to what happens in that backfield. But I'm not so sure they'll rush back Gaskin if they don't need him. We get to the wide receivers. Devonta Parker could be out. We're waiting to hear on some news as to where he is. If he starts, he's going to be a low end running back uh, wide receiver too. Lynn Bowden, I've got it as a, in the in the flex territory. I think he is someone that benefits if these guys are out and we're still waiting to see on Mike Gazicki. If he's out, then obviously you don't need to start anybody else. If he's in, he's still going to be a low-end starter for me. I'm probably not risking him in, in fantasy football this week, especially my championship on the line. Then we get to Vegas. Not so sure Marcus Verrett, Mario, so especially against this, this team, um, especially against the Dolphins. I just don't think this is a good spot for him this week in particular. Um, this Miami D is elite. And there's someone, they're really going to turn the heat up on Mariota. So for me, this is really simple. The players I'm starting in fantasy football this week is Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller from the from the Raiders, maybe Nelson Aguilar as a flex, but definitely no more than that. Moving on to Sunday's games now. So Sunday's games, we'll start off first with New York at Baltimore. New York, it, it's trending towards a Daniel Jones starting, even so I'm not playing him, especially against Baltimore. This is going to be a tough matchup for Wayne Gorman and the rest of that backfield. Really tough matchup against Sterling Shepard and everything. To be perfectly honest, I'm not actually playing any New York Giants this week, not with my championship on, on the line. I would say Gorman is a very low-end RB2 at best. Might have to start him given who's around, but it's not a great spot. And I would say Sterling Shepard is a flex at best, and I'm being generous there. In terms of the Ravens, Lamar Jackson obviously starting. He's starting to get hot this time of year. J.K. Dobbins, I think this is still... I think he's a low-end RB1 this week. It's going to be a tough matchup, um, but given some of the other matchups going on, they're all pretty tough. I still think he can produce a good result here, although I do think Gus Edwards eats into him. He'll be an RB3 this week. Um, and I think that we might see something out of Marquise Hollywood-Brown, although he has got tough coverage assignments, especially against James Bradbury. But this should be a Mark Andrews week in particular. 
Cincinnati at Houston. With Cincinnati here, it, Giovanni Bernard, after what he did on Monday night, is someone that you have to consider, especially against this Houston defense. And uh, we're still waiting to hear back on Tyler Boyd. If he is going to be able to play, he's got a head injury. If he doesn't, T. Higgins could potentially play this week um, and be a flex option. But if not, it'd be Tyler Boyd and he'll be a wide receiver two slash wide receiver three kind of option. With Houston, Deshaun Watson, not really had a lot of people to target, but this is a much better matchup. You can stick him in the QB1 conversation. David Johnson should be a, a running back one this week. Brandon Cook should be a wide receiver two, and Kiki Kuti should be a wide receiver three this week. If you're looking for a desperation tight end play, Jordan Aikens at tight end. You've heard me say it before. He's someone that you can you can potentially start. Chicago Bears at the Jacksonville Jaguars, who now own the rights to the number one pick after the Jets win on Sunday. This one is all about David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, and Cole Komet. They're the three that you can start. All of those will be top 12 in their position this week, I fully believe. Uh, unless it's in standard, then Komet might not be. But if it's half PPR, PPR, expect him to be a top 12 option this week. Daryl Mooney is a flex play this week. In terms of the Jags, James Robinson is questionable. We're waiting to see how he is and whether or not he can play. Didn't really look particularly great on Sunday, but he did get into the end zone, and that's really important. And that's what he does. He gets into the end zone. So keep an eye on that and see if he does play this week. As for the wide receivers against this D, I just don't think any of them have any major appeal. Chark have got as a wide receiver three, and Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chenault are flex plays at best, and I'm not starting Tyler Eifert. Moving on to Atlanta at... Kansas City. We've heard the news this week that Ito Smith is going to be the starter and not Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's getting to the end of his contract, hasn't played well. That's not a big shock. Matt Ryan is in play this week. This should be a shootout and they should be playing from behind. So you can start up Matt Ryan as a QB1 this week. I'm not touching Ito Smith. It's not a great matchup uh, in terms of the way that the game's going to go. So you don't need to play him or Gurley or anyone else. So this is a game where we're really relying on if Julio Jones is going to play. We're still waiting to see if he does return this season. Calvin Ridley will be a wide receiver one. Jones, if he plays, will be a wide receiver two. If he doesn't play, Russell Gage will be a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. That's all you need to worry about there. In terms of KC, it's pretty simple. Mahomes, quarterback one. Le'Veon Bell, for me, is a high-end RB2 this week. Atlanta do stop the run, not pretty well but I think it's more down to the that the ball goes in the air so much so I don't think Bell's going to get necessarily the volume but considering that you've had him on your bench and he's done nothing for weeks he's going to come in and his matchups a lot better than the likes of Wayne Gorman and many others so he should be someone that, that at least comes in and produces a top 15 week Tyreek Hill you're easily starting and Travis Kelsey you're easily starting um, the only other thing I would say is Michael Hardman and Sammy Watkins are flex plays this week moving on to Cleveland who can clinch a playoff spot this week they're playing the 1-13 and 13 Jets. Very strange the fact I've got to say one after the name. So we've got here, um, Baker Mayfield is, is a start this week. I've got him and sort of the fringe of the QB1, QB2 situation. But I think it's a good matchup for him this week. Nick Chubb, RB1 this week. Kareem Hunt, high-end RB2, potentially low-end RB1, given some of the other matchups as well. This is a good spot for him. And then you've got Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins. I've got Jarvis Landry as a wide receiver two. I've got Higgins at the very high end of the wide receiver three, but could sneak into the wide receiver two range. I've got him around about our wide receiver 30 to 32. Rashad Higgins is a good spot for him this week. As for the Jets, only players you need to worry about here, Frank Gore, he'll be in play this week. I've got him as an RB2. Um, 
and then potentially Jamison Crowder as a flex play. But I'm not really looking at anyone else beyond those players. Maybe Perryman, if he can get the targets, he could be quite useful. But that's not quite the realm that we're looking for. It's just hoping. So I wouldn't be betting my championship on that at this stage. Moving on to Indianapolis versus Pittsburgh. Indianapolis have really, really difficult task of trying to go to Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh have lost three straight. So this isn't a matchup for Rivers. Taylor gets a downgrade for me. He is in the RB2 conversation this week. They do stop the run very well. Naheem Hines at, at the bottom end of that RB2 nature as well. And this is going to be a tough matchup, but I've gone with Michael Pittman uh, as a wide receiver three this week. T.Y. Hilton will be a wide receiver two this week. Zach Pascal is a flex play this week and don't play any of the tight ends this week. It's not a good week for them. As for Ben Roethlisberger, this is a tough spot, but he is in the startable range, but he's going to be on the fringes of that QB1 conversation this week. And then we've got the injury to James Conner and what that necessarily means. If he starts, he's going to be a low-end RB2. If he doesn't, then it looks like Benny Snell will get the workload as we saw on Monday Night Football. Uh, he will also be a running back too as a result. Then we've got the wide receivers. Very simple. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver two. Chase Claypool, wide receiver three. Juju Smith-Schuster, flex. That's right, flex. Just is not really involved in the game as much as as you would like to see. And that trend line has just been continuing, just looking at his game logs. He's had a couple of games where he's had eight online catches, but then he's also got those three and four. So he could potentially get slightly better than flex, but he's sort of that wide receiver three flex. I'm not sure I'm putting him in my top 36 this week. Eric Ebron waiting to see on the status of that. Either way, I'm not playing either tight end in this, any tight ends in this game at all. These defenses are very, very good against tight ends. Carolina against Washington. So with Carolina here, this is a tough spot against the Washington defense. We're not sure who's going to be the running back as of yet. We're waiting to see if Christian McCaffrey is going to practice today. If he practices today, this is Wednesday. He might trend to start. I don't know why you would start him personally. You're not playing for anything. I'd rest him for next year. However, if he plays, he's still he's going to obviously be a running back one option. But this is a tough matchup and he wouldn't have played for so long. Just be very careful. They might put him on account. If he doesn't go, Mike Davis is going to be a very low-end running back one, more likely a running back two. Um, tough defense, tough matchup. He's not really been lighting it up as of yet, Mike Davis. So something to keep an eye on. Probably more comfortable putting him in the running back two conversation. Now, get to the wide receivers, DJ Moore, wide receiver two, but a mid to low-end version of that. Robbie Anderson I've got as a low-end wide receiver three. He's not getting the touchdowns and he's going to get the treatment and coverage. This is going to be a difficult matchup for Robbie Anderson. Just don't like him to finish inside the top 36 this week for wide receivers, but he's going to be sort of there or thereabouts, but certainly not going to be any higher than that. If you don't play him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk my championship on him. I think there's others I'd rather take the chance on. Washington doesn't look like Antonio Gibson is going to go. Um, and if he does go with that turf toe, we don't know how great he's going to be. So fire up J.D. McKissick, fire up Terry McLaurin, fire up Logan Thomas. They're the three. All of those will be um, options that you can start quite comfortably this week. Anyone else? Definitely not. Um, McLaurin, wide receiver two, potentially wide receiver three, depending on who is throwing the ball this week. McKissick, running back two. And Logan Thomas will be a tight end one this week. Denver at Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so Melvin Gordon got a couple of touchdowns. He's running back two this week. Philip Lindsay running back th- uh, 
probably he's on the fringe of the running back two, running back three conversation this week. Uh, Tim Patrick is a wide receiver three. Jerry Judy, wide receiver three. KJ Hamler flex this week. And no fan, tight end one. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert, you're easily starting. He is a wide receiver. Um, wide receiver. He's quarterback one this week. Uh, Austin Eckler is uh, running back one this week, but this is a tough matchup. Don't expect that. He's high ceilings, um, given the fact he's playing Denver this week. We're hoping to see Keenan Allen fully fit. He was on a limited snap count um, last week when he played. He's had a bit of time since then, so hopefully he should be back to health. He's a wide receiver two this week, maybe on the fringes and knocking on the door, the wide receiver one. Um, Mike Williams, if fit, he'll be a flex play this week. The one I like, Tyron Johnson, I think he's a flex play this week. I think he's someone that you can fire up, especially if there's some injury doubts and concerns this week. Hunter Henry will be in the tight end one conversation. Absolutely no doubt about that at all. Moving on to uh, the 9-25 game. Uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, this is for the division. Loser, I think, gets eliminated, um, depending on what happens with other results. Jalen Hurts, quarterback one. He's been brilliant uh, in the two games he's played. He's someone you can easily start this week. Miles Sanders, low end, or yeah, mid to low end, running back two. He got 90 yards last week, which is not bad, but it's a difficult position. He's not going to get the heights that you kind of drafted him at, but he is definitely startable uh, this week. I'm not starting any of the wide receivers with the exception of potentially Jalen Rager if fit. And even then he's a flex. Um, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, this is a tough spot for both of them. Um, I would say t- Dallas Goddard is on the fringes of the Titan one conversation. Zach Ertz is just behind him. Moving on to Dallas, Andy Dalton, startable, not the player I'd go for, but he's a top 16 option this week at quarterback. We've got the Elliott and Pollard situation. Don't actually know which one of these is going to be the overall back. It could be that they might um, split the time between the two of them, and that might be the likely option. So keep an eye on that situation. Follow the news. If Zeke Elliott plays um, and he gets the full volume, he'll be a running back one this week. If he doesn't, he'll be a running back two to maybe even a running back three. Tony Pollard plays, it's exactly the same. So just keep an eye on that situation. Now, in terms of the wide receivers, I've got Amari Cooper, wide receiver two, CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver three, Michael Gallant flex, and Dalton Schultz could be a touchdown or bust option this week. Rams at Seattle playing for the Rams to have a chance to control their destiny once again and get ahead in the division race after their loss to the Jets. Jared Goff should be more on fire this week. He's a quarterback one uh, this week, but maybe on the fringes of that conversation. Uh, Darrell Henderson should be playing for Cam Akers, so he will be a running back two this week. Watch out for uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Marquise Hollywood-Brown? Malcolm Brown. Watch out for Malcolm Brown this week. I think for me, he's a running back three to a flex. He's someone to keep an eye on. He could overtake Henderson or they could do a dual back role kind of thing. So he's someone that's worth a stash. This is, again, a Robert Woods game over a Cooper Cup game, as the last few have been. I've got Robert Woods as a wide receiver one. I've got Cooper Cup as a wide receiver two this week. Justin or Josh Reynolds can be a flex option if needed, but others should be preferred. And as for the tight ends, they cannibalize each other. They I mean, unless they get in the, the if I'm going to have a touchdown or bust bet, it would be Higby, but he, that's exactly what he is. He's going to be around about tight end 18 to 20 in my rankings this week. As for Seattle, pretty straightforward. Wilson, quarterback one. Carson, running back one this week, even though he's against the Rams. I think this is one of the 
matchups he could somewhat exploit, but this will be tough. So then um, DK Metcalf, wide receiver one, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver two. Uh, no need to play the tight end in this one. Right. Sunday night football, absolute barnstormer. Tennessee Titans, 10 and four against the Green Bay Packers, 11 and three. So this one should be pretty straightforward. Fire up everyone in this one. Um, everyone should be a, a start this week. So that's Ryan Tannehill. He should start this week. He'll be in the QB1 conversation. Derek Henry, this should be a great matchup for him. The the Packers really struggle with the run. AJ Brown, you start him. Cole, he's a wide receiver one this week. Corey Davis is a wide receiver two this week. AJ Brown, uh, as I mentioned, so AJ Brown, wide receiver one. Corey Davis, wide receiver two. And Johnny Smith, potentially, but he's really faded uh, in this type of timeshare role at the moment. Not someone I'd be starting with my championship week. As for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, QB1. Uh, Aaron Jones, running back one. Jamal Williams, running back three, with the potential of RB2 upside. It's the sort of thing Matt Flo would do. We'll bring uh, Jamal Williams in for week 16. Uh, Devontae Adams, wide receiver one. Uh, Alan Lazard, if he plays flex, if he doesn't play, then uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling will go into the flex spot. And then Robert Tonyan, tight end one conversation for sure. And we finish up Monday Night Football. Josh Allen and the 11-3 AFC East champion Buffalo Bills versus the eliminated from the playoffs 6-8 New England Patriots. Not often I get to say that. Josh Allen, QB1, but temper expectations that this is a difficult matchup, especially in, in Foxborough on a Monday night in the rain. It's just going to be a little bit more difficult than him. He's not going to have the kind of week he had this week. Um, not trusting the running backs in this game. On either side, really, maybe Damien Harris, if he is fit. Damien Harris could be someone who has some appeal and interest in, in the running back late, low end, running back two. If not, I'm not trusting either uh, any of the running backs in this game. Diggs, wide receiver one, especially with Gilmore out. Uh, Beasley, wide receiver two. Corey, um, Gabriel Davis is a flex option this week. Dawson Knox is your tight end or bust option at tight end. Uh, touchdown or bust option at tight end. Dawson Knox is your touchdown or bust option at tight end. As for New England, the only players I want to start on the New England Patriots is Damian Harris if he plays. If he doesn't play, uh, I'd start maybe James White in the flex, but I'm not desperate, and that's it. I'm not starting the wide receivers. I'm not starting Cam Newton. I'm not starting anyone. Just leave them out. And especially on Monday Night Football, you don't want them to cost you a championship in championship week. So probably best to sit them all. If Damian Harris is fit, you can start him. Everyone else, just sit. Um, that's the best advice I can give you. That's going to do it for this uh, Week 16 Matchups podcast. It's early. I appreciate that. I wanted to get out with you before Christmas just to put some things on your radar. Keep an eye on these injuries. Keep an eye on these beat reports. Keep an eye on everything all together. Uh, I will be back with a very, very short podcast uh, on Christmas Eve um, just to talk about the fantasy uh, listener leagues and just who's made the final um, in our 18 uh, listener leagues and just uh, give an update as to where we are with those. So I will drop that uh, on Thursday on Christmas Eve. However, until then, Rush Nation, good luck this week. If you don't listen to that matchup because you're not, or you don't listen to the podcast from me tomorrow because you're not in the listener leagues and you've been eliminated, no problem at all. 
uh, <laughs> I can understand that. Um, but I just want to take this opportunity to, opportunity to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year. And I look forward to speaking to you all again uh, on the flip side of Championship Week when we can have some time to digest and rest. But uh, a few more days work to go. In seven days' time, the fantasy season will be over for 99.9% of people. Championships will have been won. Merriment will be had. So let's continue the party. Let's start it now. Let's enjoy our Christmases with whatever uh, family we have around us that we're allowed to have around us. Make the most of it. Enjoy your Christmas. Hope Santa's kind and gives you exactly everything you want. And if he doesn't, then the good thing is there's probably a sale on the next day and you can buy everything you need then. Um, keep interacting with us if we're slow over the Christmas period. It's Christmas. I'm going to celebrate with my family. I'm not going to spend as much time on Twitter as I normally do. Just going to give you an FYI now. But until then, Rush Nation, enjoy your Christmas. Merry Christmas. And don't forget, keep rushing. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.